Welcome to the 1110 Leadership Podcast, where we tackle issues at the intersection of leadership, faith, and culture. I'm your host, Rob Shields, Vice President of Strategy at 1110 Leadership, and I'm joined by my co-host, founder and CEO of 1110 Leadership, David Spicker. Proverbs 1110 lays out a bold and countercultural vision. When the righteous prosper, the city rejoices. We're here to ask, what does it look like practically to be this type of leader? Leaders willing to invest everything they have so that everyone around them can thrive. Join us on the journey as we lean in, listen, and learn how to become Proverbs 1110 kind of leaders. The kind of leaders that make our cities rejoice. Okay, David. Yes, sir, Rob. How are you feeling today? Are you trying to jump straight into the episode around whether I feel valued or not? Yes, I am. I I feel good. People can interpret that question in different ways, but I I'm feeling I'm feeling valuable. Yes. Yeah. How are, are, how valued do you feel? I feel very valuable. Yeah. Yes. Scale of one to ten. What's like? Capital V, lowercase uh, V. 11, 10, 11 out of 10. 11 out of, you don't have to say you're 11 out of 10 all the time, right? That's You're not uh, legally obligated. That's the name of our company, <laughs> 11, 10 Leadership. So I'm feeling 11 out of 10. Uh, that's great. That's great. We didn't practice that ahead of time. That was organic and that was amazing. Okay. So we've, uh, we've not buried the lead on this one. We're landing the plane. We're rounding third, heading for home on talking about the acronym of THRIVE. We have gone through trust, health, relationships, and impact. And we are going to finish this up with value and engagement. And I'm excited about this one. So we're just going to jump straight into this thing. The way that we define value when we are working in our with our companies is the extent to which everyone on a team feels needed and valuable. Pretty straightforward, right? Not a lot of mm-hmm. surprises there. So, David, let's just let's just jump in. There's there's a lot of meat on these bones. Why is value so important for leaders today in the current landscape? Well, it's I mean, everybody wants to feel valuable. They they want to matter and they want to be heard. They want to feel like their ideas are good and people care about them and and so when you go to work, you want to feel like you're seen and known and valued. And we look at studies around all this that show the correlation between value and performance, which is high, of course, and job satisfaction is high, low turnover as a result of people feeling valued. The American Psychological Association did a study where they found that almost all employees, 93% of employees who feel valued said that they are more motivated to do their best work and 88% reported that they feel engaged at work. In contrast, those who didn't feel valued, just 33% want to do their best work and 38% feel engaged. So a leader, certainly in, in our assessments, leaders assessment scores around value are always higher than the employees, which makes sense. They feel like their jobs are important, so they feel more value, whereas the employees may not feel that to the extent. And so, again, to increase performance, to increase job satisfaction, to decrease turnover, it's extremely important for leaders to help their employees to feel valued. So 
similar to impact, which we talked about last time, when we do our assessment work, employees typically score lower than their leaders on their sense of value. So what can leaders do? This is a leadership podcast, right? So for our listeners who are in current leadership roles or aspire to be, what can leaders do to help make their people that they lead feel valued? There's a lot. Certainly people want to feel like their work is meaningful. So it goes back to what we were talking about last time with impact. It's helping their employees see the critical nature of their work and that they get to do meaningful work. Even if their work is administrative or menial, again, if you're connecting them back to the why of why their work is so important, then that can add meaning to their work. Recognition is huge. Making sure that people are recognized for good work, that there's there's a, a culture of celebration uh, that's appropriate. You want to make sure you're not celebrating for everything, because if you celebrate for everything, then you decrease the value of some of the things that really deserve celebration. So, but oftentimes as leaders, we we view things from a glass half empty, and we just feel like if we hit a goal, then we still have to meet the next goal, and we don't stop to celebrate and recognize the accomplishments of our employees. And so, that's very important. Paying people well and having good compensation that's meaningful for them is important. And, you know, there are often limits, of course, with that, but being very thoughtful about compensation and how people can have balance in their lives. They feel like they have time for their needs at home or opportunities to have hobbies professional development, the way they can grow in their job and having opportunities to be trained and learn new skills is a way that people can feel valued. And then I would say too, we've talked about this before, getting their feedback, asking for their advice, you know, asking for help, having them speak into problems, leading in such a way that we're not just directing them and telling them what to do, but having them buy into what we're doing, getting them engaged having them contribute, giving them responsibility, creating the environment where they can make mistakes and learn from those mistakes, giving them more ownership, more decision-making. All of that are ways in which we can help our employees increase their value. Yeah, that's a really helpful and very practical self-audit list, right? I mean, you could pause that, re-listen to it, go back and just spend some time with those those six things, maybe even inviting other people to speak into that because there's there's always room for every leader to be able to grow. No one's always doing an 11 out of 10 mm-hmm. in each of those, right? Uh, maybe only you, only you, David. Uh, yeah. Patent 11 out of 10. Robbie, always. it's because you give me value. Uh, thank you. Thank you. There's a value reaction happening like that yeah. just happened, building on itself right now. It's palpable. I'm don't, I know our listeners are picking up on that. So let's go deeper, shall we? Don't we always? Do I even need to say that? Let's let's go deeper yep. and take this a level to get more foundational with this because when I'm hearing you say this, there's there's like behavior modification really isn't possible to just, okay, go do this list. Right. You know, this really starts kind of from a deeper sense of inner worth. Like a because this really starts with the leader. The leader sets the tone in being a, in a position to be able to enact the things you just described they shape culture 
and whether people feel value, that really starts with them. So let's talk about how values really kind of sit at the core of our identity and worth for, for a second. Like let's, let's, let's spend some time there because I think all of this stuff on the behavior side and good leadership kind of flows from a sense of like, who am I and, and where does my value come from? Yeah, so if we're leaders who try to get our value from our work, that's that's going to be troubling. It's going to create opportunities for us to then lead in such a way we're trying to help our employees get their value from their work. And that's where we have to be very careful. There's this dichotomy here. We were created to work. We're made to work. We talked about this in our last episode, this extraordinary idea that we're co-creators with God, so much so that if you went to a party and you asked somebody, what do you do? Which I know a lot of people bristle with that question. You could actually turn it around and say, well, if God has created me to work and I have a specific work that he has called me to do, then asking me what I do is an incredible question to ask me. (laughs) Like, where am I on this playing field? Where has God put me to do the work that he has called me to do. So we have that as a part of what work is, but if we get all of our value from it, instead of the value that we intrinsically have because of the way God sees us, that he rejoices over all of us with singing, as it says in Zephaniah, then we'll have to be really careful to get our value from our work. And our leadership, we won't even realize this, but we'll, our, our leadership will well, without us even knowing, we will try to help people gain their value from their work. As employees, we've got to be careful with this too. If, if I am going to work and I'm so consumed by the fact that I'm not getting the value that I feel like I deserve or have earned from our work and, and my leader is not giving me that affirmation and that recognition then how am I going to respond? Where do I get my value from? Am I going to be okay in that environment and continue to work? And sometimes it can be so debilitating that people just can't stay in those environments. But we have to ask ourselves the question, where am I truly getting my value? Yeah, that's powerful. And you can. there's so much nuance here, right, around value, because we want to encourage leaders who are listening to try to cultivate healthy work environments where their people feel valued. And yet that can be a, a sieve also, right? Where if if people are coming in and they are looking to work for their value, a leader could do it perfectly and it can never be enough. That's right. And, and so this is not a one size fits all prescription of a, this applies to every scenario, but I do think it's something leaders should aspire to, but also it starts with leaders looking within and saying, where am I getting my value? Because I'm not gonna be able to show up and lead well and create a culture of value if I'm looking to even the extent that I'm good at this to determine my ultimate worth and creating value for other people. And so there's an irony there, right? Of actually to be valuable and to create value for others, you can't make it solely about work. For sure. And and yet we we live in a culture that really values work. And it, and it can become a problem if we value it too much. So there's this new 
idea that came from the Atlantic in 2019, an article. The title is Workism is Making Americans Miserable. So they've created this term, workism. Hmm. And they define it as the belief that work is not only necessary to economic production, but also the centerpiece of one's identity and life's purpose. So we've just made work way too valuable. It's our identity and it's our purpose. And what's interesting is that the best educated and highest earning Americans who can have whatever they want have chosen the office for the same reason that devout Christians attend church on Sundays. And the article goes on to say it's where they feel most themselves. So a lot of people, instead of going home, you know, will stay at work because they feel like that's where they get their value from. And one group has led the way when it comes to workism, and that's wealthy men. And the article says that today's rich American men can afford vastly more downtime, but they have used their wealth to buy the strangest of prizes, and that is more work. When we work with leaders, one of the things that we see over and over again is just a a churn around work. Some of that has to do with just the demands, but a lot of that is choice. It's choice that people have made to create a work environment where to be busy is a badge of honor and to do well at work is where we get our value. And as this article says, it's, it's making us miserable. And so we have to be really careful with the way we take this idea of value and understand that nuance that you're describing, that it has to be tethered to the value that we receive from from God Hmm. while we understand the power of work and yet not gaining all of our value from it. That analogy of of what they say about it being really dangerous when you try to rescue someone who's drowning, because when you're drowning, your arms are flailing, and and what what can happen is the person who is trying to help you, you you can actually drag them down with you. And, And I think that metaphor really works here, right? Because as leaders, we can't show up to work with kind of drowning hearts and souls, right? Mm-hmm. Where if we, if we suffer from workism, we can't transmit to others what we are not experiencing for ourselves. Like we, we to create a culture of true value, because I'm just going to be looking to to get what can I get from you? Not what do I want for you? And I think what you're doing is really peeling back the layers of before you can kind of back up here, before you can really create a culture where you're making others feel valued, you have to feel valued and it can't be from that culture. Right. And, you know, we may cut this for time, but I'm going to go ahead and say it now. One of my all time favorite movies. First, first soundtrack I ever got was for Cool Cool Runnings, the movie, the Disney yeah, movie. Right? You know that. this movie, David? I love that movie. I'm such a fan of this movie. But there's that one scene that really paints a powerful picture around value where the head the head coach of the bobsled team, played by John Candy, is talking to the lead guy on the team and he's and the lead guy on the team is asking him why he cheated. He had a history where he he lost a gold medal because he put weights in the front of his sled, make it go faster and he got caught, got his gold medal taken away. He's like, "Why did why did you cheat?" He's like, in this powerful line, I mean, I saw this movie as a kid and it's, it's stuck with me ever since. He basically said, you know, the gold medal to him was the be all to end all. And he told his team member, he said, 
if you're not enough without it, you'll never be enough with it. <laughs> I think that applies here when it comes to the position and the role that work has played in our lives and the value that we get from it. If we make that our gold medal, we will do whatever it takes to get it. But it, it ultimately is not going to satisfy us. Right. Because that's not that's not the source of ultimate worth and value. Right. It's tough. I think as we get to the end here and think about a bottom line, as I'm I'm thinking about this conversation, I'm I'm thinking of all of you who are listening and what you're anxious about at work and what's making you churn today, what's kept you up last night because of thinking about work and how do you deal with your busy schedule today and are you gaining your value from that you know where is your value know that you are of extraordinary value that god has given that to you and will never take that away and so as we work with all of our heart and glorify god with our work we can know that we don't have to receive our value from it but we can trust him and know that our value is secure Mm. Mm. we can rest in the fact that we we are valued we are valuable not just for what we're bringing to the table with our work, which frees us to enjoy it. That's great. And it frees us to know that everyone we've employed has that value. That's right. And that's the way we treat them. Everybody has extraordinary value. And so that's the way we're going to engage our people today as well. And that's when you start leading with an 11 out of 10 right there. There you go. See, full circle. It all comes together. Okay, well, I'm excited to land this plane, slot into home as we tackle engagement, as we finish, finish Thrive. Yep. Here we Let's... go. Awesome. Until next time, David. Thanks, man. To learn more about 1110 Leadership, visit our website at 1110leadership.com. That's the numerals 11, then spelled out T-E-N, leadership.com. That's 11-T-E-N, leadership.com. There you'll find more resources to equip you on the journey of becoming an 1110 leader. You can also get connected to our growing leadership network. If you've enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. To help others find us, you can also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts.